Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to The Jason Wright Show. So today's episode, I want to, first of all, pay homage to the Modern Wisdom podcast, Chris Williams podcast, Chris Williamson's podcast, which is absolutely fantastic. So I started watching Chris probably a couple of years ago, right before he just really blew up. I think he, I don't remember how many subscribers he had. He was one of the very first guys to realize that if you want to build a podcast channel or a podcast, that you got to go in hard on YouTube. And he's just always had very good quality production. And he is someone that I could tell right away that I resonated with his vibe with regard to self-improvement, health, wellness, entrepreneurship. And so I have been a, uh, a subscriber of his podcast, a listener for a long time. So first and foremost, I just want to commend him because I'm going to show a video of his uh, interview that he just did with Alex Hormozzi, which brings up another player in the content space that I had no idea who Alex Hormozzi was probably six months ago. And I just kept hearing his name over and over and over, and he would pop up on a lot of the podcasts that I listened to and or and or YouTube channels. And I just kept seeing this big, jacked, burly dude that's usually wearing a breathe right, no strip, and you know, and was really good at creating content. And at first I was a little bit skeptical. I thought, okay, what has this guy done? Is he somebody that's actually successful or just plays a successful guy on the interwebs? And what I found out is the real deal, Alex Ramosi, from, from what I can tell. And he has a lot of wisdom. And in fact, the video that I'm going to show you today was a clip from a long interview he did with Chris Williamson on the, the Modern Wisdom podcast. And he said something that really hit home with me because I'm a guy that has had a podcast for six years. I have absolutely not even close to reached the level that Chris Williamson has. And look, just full disclosure, it gets frustrating whenever you are doing the things that you think are right and correct to build a successful podcast and create good content, and it just isn't resonating. You're just not getting the traction that you want. And essentially for me, the, the whole deal is it's not about getting, getting rich from this or anything like that, but I want to influence people to improve always and always, as is my motto. And and so whenever, and I haven't attained any level of success that I would like to. And the reason why is it's quite simple. It's very simple. I suck. I mean, I suck in a lot of ways. Now, there's some things that I'm pretty good at, okay? But the reason why, if you're watching this video for the first time, the reason you've never heard of Jason Wright, the reason you've never downloaded one of my podcasts is because, frankly, I suck. Compared to Alex Ramosi, Chris Williamson, Tim Ferriss, Peter Tia, a lot of those guys. And so what do you do with that knowledge? I can do one of two things. I can, one, I can go pretend like I don't suck and try to convince people I don't suck and get them to hire me to do speaking, uh, do other things where I come in and I'm just completely obsessed with imposter syndrome, syndrome because I, in fact, as Alex Tarmosi will describe, I am an imposter, or I can keep getting better. And if you have just recently subscribed to the channel, you'll notice, I think whenever I'm, as I record this, I have like 275 subscribers. It's nothing. It is a drop in the YouTube bucket. But what I have decided to do is to go all in on YouTube and try to not suck, to try to get better, to try to put in the reps. So 
If, if you're watching this for the first time, first of all, thank you very, very much. If you think elements of it suck, like my background, I think my background sucks. This is my home office. That's my closed drapes that I can't stand. And it's funny because I'll see some, some videos that have people with just terrible backgrounds, but they're crushing it with 150,000 views or subscribers. And I, I don't like my background right now. I don't like my, uh, this, I don't like this this uh, the audio setup, but here's what I'm doing. I'm using Ecamm Live, which can which has to have a USB input because you cannot sync external audio with an Ecamm Live video. And the only reason why I'm using Ecamm Live is because it has the best uh, way to do kind of a commentary video that I'm going to show you in a minute. And even that's a little wonky. So I think that kind of sucks. So literally what you're watching right now, now one of these days, I hope that somebody that's watching this video will stick with me and three, four, five years from now, because this is this is one of the things I'm doing, I'm on a 10-year plan. I'm six years into a 10-year plan. So hopefully by year 10, you're still watching Jason Wright show videos and you go, dude, I remember whenever that guy was absolutely awful. He was horrible. His, like I, my, my camera is not 4K, which it should be, but... Um, I'm terrible at focusing my camera. I suck at video. I suck at audio. And which means I probably shouldn't be doing any of this, but I want to figure out all the idiosyncrasies, get better at them, and then I'll hand it off at a later time. And so anyway, I just want this to be an episode, not not to try to, I, 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 again, here's what the imposter would have done, okay? The imposter would have said, see, listen to what Alex Hormozzi is saying. This is why you need to grasp this message. And if you don't want to suck, if you want to pursue excellence, you need to listen to what Alex is saying and you need to follow suit. Okay, being transparent and trying to be authentic, I want you to know that I think I suck. And everything he's saying right here, he is speaking to someone like me. And so my hope is that if I come on here on my podcast and on the YouTube channel and just completely confess that, hey, I am willing to say I suck, but I also know this. Anything worth doing is worth sucking at, okay? That's another way of saying what Zig Ziglar used to say, which was anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. And frankly, I think the content that I'm creating in my podcast, on my YouTube channel, in my writing, it's worth it to me to suck at it to one day be, I may never be exceptional, but I want to at least be good enough to stay in the game and be relevant at that to a point where, yes, maybe I make my living doing it. If nothing else, it exercises my brain. You, know, The improve always and always motto is something that I take very much to heart. I want to always try to get better and better and better at every single thing that I do. And by creating this show and creating this content and creating all of the media that I'm trying to right now, it forces me to be better. But the only way I can be better is to not be delusional and think that I'm giving you some message you should listen to because I've got it all figured out and you should take it and run with it. I'm not Jocko. I'm not David Goggins. I'm not Tim Ferriss. I'm not Ryan Holiday. Those guys, they have proven it. The reason why they're successful and the message you're about to hear from Alex Tarmosi is the reason why those guys are successful is because... They have proven their success, and it wasn't because they deserved it. It wasn't because they were worthy. It's because they put in the reps. They put in the hard work. Were they in the right place at the right time? Yeah, I mean, you could say that about Joe Rogan, the, the king of all podcasting at this point. 
he was at the right place at the right time with the right idea. I mean, I think it's his show basically started as him going after his comedy shows and just talking with some buddies, recording it and putting it out as a podcast. So yeah, there was some element of luck there, but also Joe Rogan is an incredibly talented interviewer. He goes in curious and you talk to, uh, not talk to, but if you listen to anyone that has been on his show and describe what the experience is like, they say that if you have a book that you've written and you give out her, Dr. Brian Keating talking about this on James Altucher's show this the other day, he said, because he's been on Joe Rogan's show and he said, I sent Joe Rogan my books, but he didn't read them. I knew he hadn't read them. He literally just kept it conversational. And that's the way. So Joe Rogan has an incredible talent for doing that. And then he also took the time to invest the resources into a great set, great camera crew, and just and, and really um, created kind of the model for the in-person podcast. So with that, I just want to tell you that the message I'm about to play for you from Alex Ramosi on Chris Williamson's Modern Wisdom podcast this is not something that I'm saying is just for you, if it resonates with you. I'm saying this is for me, that it first hit me, and then I thought, you know what, I, I'm going to come, I just want to be fully transparent and say, I think I suck, but I, as, as someone who is truly, I, I, and by the way, as someone who is a recovering fixed mindset person, which is this guy, I mean... You've never seen the likes of a fixed mindset the, like the one that I wore and had for the for the best part of my life. But as someone who's truly trying to have a growth mindset and develop a growth mindset to where everything isn't about fail failure or success, but everything is about learning and education and getting better, that's what this is. You're watching it in real time. And so if you want to leave comments on the video and say, yeah, dude, you really do suck, Good luck getting better. You've got a long way to go. I can take it. I, I mean, that's <laughs> not a very positive message, and but hey, I can take it. But just know that we're in this together. If you're if you're if you're someone like me, and you you're frustrated because you've put in the reps and you're you're putting the hours and just you're not getting where you want to go, keep at it. Stick with it. So even though the message you're about to hear from Alex Ramosi is pretty hard hitting. Understand, it's I, I, it's it's a. I, let me just offer some love to go around it, which I think is how he means it too. He's just being brutally honest, which sometimes is exactly what we need. So, with that, let's go to this video. This is Chris Williamson on the Modern Wisdom Podcast and how Alex Hormozzi. Not to piss off the positive polys in the room, <laughs> but if you haven't gotten what you want, then you're not worthy of it. Period, and that's okay. Now you can admit that you suck and improve. Better to know you're bad for a season than pretend you're good for a lifetime. You're not making as much money as you want because you're not as good as you think you are. You're not struggling from imposter syndrome. You're a student and pretending to be a teacher. No students say they feel like frauds for trying to learn. You're a fraud when you get up to teach the class and you've never done it. Deep. I think it's just giving yourself permission to suck. It's giving yourself permission to be unhappy. It's giving yourself permission to not achieve while you do for a long period of time. It's giving yourself permission to lose friends. It's giving yourself permission to do things that's different than people in your social circle or your age group are doing. It's giving you permission, giving yourself permission to be an exception so that you can become exceptional. And a lot of that... Can I just say something right there? 
if you're listening to this, if you are a fellow aspiring podcaster, I've been at this again six years, uh, 400-plus episodes on my podcast, and I'm not anywhere near where I want to be. And you, if you're one of those that you either haven't started the podcast or you started and you know that you, you tell people, I mean, it's almost embarrassing to tell people that you have a podcast if you're fully aware of everything because it's almost like, who doesn't have a podcast these days? You've got to get over that. I remember Gary Vaynerchuk forever and has said, the first thing to being successful is not caring what other people think. And it wasn't about just thinking that, you know, whether people liked you or not. We tend to think that. We tend to think that, well, when Gary or somebody like that is saying that, we're like, you know, hey, I don't care if you like me or not. That's not the, that's not the point. It's, I think it's more important, and you know this, it's more important to not worry about those people who actually like us that we know we're thinking, what the hell are you doing? Who do you think you are? And I can tell you from firsthand experience, because <clears throat> I went through that, and I still go through that. I, there's still people that I'll meet out, and they'll go, oh, yeah, I heard you have a podcast. And, I, and, and whether it's insecurity or it's real, I'm thinking they're thinking, why are you doing that? I mean, do you get paid for that? And who do you think you are? Um, but in reality, one, they probably don't think about it beyond that little interaction. And two, a, a lot of people... A lot of people that tell you you can't do something, they tell you you can't because they know they can't. And they're really not saying that you can do it or you can't do it. They're really just saying, I can't do it, so you can't do it. That's why you get that. A lot of people, though, are thinking, that's freaking cool because I would never do that. I would never take the time to do that. But the bottom line is you can't get caught up in that. I mean, right now, I live where, where I'm recording this in my home office. Surrounding me are entrepreneurs, lawyers, doctors, normal people doing normal things. There's probably not a lot of dudes in my neighborhood, almost 49 years old, talking into a camera to put something on YouTube about podcasting. Probably not. And so if I dwell on that too much, I can think, well, why, if I'm the only one doing it, who, who, who do I think I am? You know, again, you're no Tim Ferriss, you're no Alex Hermosa, you're no Chris Williamson. You can't do that. You, you have to just block out all that noise and be willing, just like Alex said, to do, uh, give yourself permission to do things. And I think what this is, this is an element. You always hear this has become kind of a popular topic. Now I've done podcasts on it where we talk about stepping out of the matrix. This is stepping out of the matrix. Don't be stupid. Don't go out and be, you know rebel against the machine or anything like that. No, that's whatever. It's about all these predefined lanes that we're supposed to march in that the matrix has set out for us. Be willing to step out of the lane and go your own way. And yeah, you may get weird looks. People may think, what the hell? But I guarantee you there's a lot more people that are looking, and again, it doesn't matter, but just know there, there are a lot of people that are watching you saying, I could never do that. So give yourself permission to do that thing. So I just thought that was a really good message right there. So here we go. The, the whole positive poly mantra of like that I saw that I saw a post a girl made and she was like you are worthy and that's what made that tweet all my tweets are just responses to shit I see and so this girl was like you like I say this to myself in the morning like you are worthy you are amazing you are a goddess and I was like you're not a goddess because you don't control me um and you don't have the things that you want you keep thinking that you saying that you're worthy is going to somehow make it true but like the way that you know you're worthy is that you have it that's it 
That's how the market works. And that's why I don't get pissed off that I don't have a million downloads a month. That's why I don't get pissed off at that because it's no, it's not the market's fault. It's my fault. The market is going to reward me when I put something out that the market finds useful. Whenever my words connect with you and to the point where you click like or subscribe, you go to The Jason Wright Show on Apple, Spotify, and you download some episodes, you start listening. That's on me. That's not on you. You don't owe me a damn thing. I'm not worthy of anything from you. Not one thing. I have to earn it. This video may fall completely flat. You may have started it and you're, I'm just, I'm about to lose you. And if I lose you, that's on me, not on you. You got better things to do than listen to some guy that's not giving you what you need. And that's the problem right now. We live in a society where everybody's saying just like that, you know, I'm worthy. I deserve. I'm, I'm a 10. How many people do you hear that? I'm a 10. I'm a 10. You can say you're a 10 all you want, but guess what? The market ultimately determines whether you're a 10, whatever it is, whether you're a 10 in looks, you know, whatever, business. But unless you've got the receipts to show you're a 10 or that you are worthy, then in worthy meaning in this realm, okay? You're not a worthless person if you're not successful or whatever, just so nobody beats me up on that. I'm talking about like me. I'm not worthy of some podcast reward. I haven't reached it yet. That's on me. I'm not worthy of it until I prove my worth. And the way I prove my worth is you come back to this channel and you listen to what I have to say. You get something from it. I connect with you in some way. That's how I'm worthy. Otherwise, you don't owe me a damn thing. All right, let's continue. That is the litmus test. Are you worthy of a billion dollars? Well, are you a billionaire? No, then you're not worthy. And so just like, I think we have these things. It's just like uh, you're unbalanced. It's like you're not worthy. There's these things that we're programmed to say, oh, that's bad. You have to tell everyone they're worthy. You're, everyone's beautiful. No, if everyone were beautiful, then no one's beautiful. And yet again, we're back at square one. And so it's, it's, I guess, drinking the tonic, it's, it's going through the shit, which is honestly the boring stuff that no one wants to do for an extended period of time. And, uh, accepting that you suck and that it is okay because the first step is accepting that you stuck, you suck so that you can do the second step, which is doing something about it. What about you're not making as much money as you want because you're not as good as you think you are? That's, I mean, I'm obviously in the business space and that follows up with the other one with the imposter syndrome. So I just want to touch on something that Chris said right there. So one of the, this was, I think it was Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters who is just, in my opinion, top three living rock stars alive and possibly the most talented. Did you know that he laid all he played every instrument and mixed every track on the Foo Fighters first album Dave Grohl that guy's a musical genius and if you've not read his book it is so freaking good I think it was Dave Grohl who said if you do something good enough for long enough eventually someone will notice and they'll pay you to do it and I think that's the problem because I guarantee you some of you heard this because, I mean, I, I understand. I can put myself in other people's shoes, and plus I just know a lot of the mantras and a lot of the tropes that are out there. They say, yeah, I know a lot of people that are worthy of wild success, and they don't have it. My dad was incredibly talented. My mom was incredibly talented. She never became wealthy or whatever. Um, maybe they quit too soon. Maybe they stopped too soon. 
There, there, there is some reason because here's the deal. <clears throat> the market <clears throat> is selfish. The market is so freaking selfish. The market wants good stuff. And so that's the thing. It's not like people, people are not people, which are the market, are not in the business of seeing something really good at a really good value and going, nah, I'm out, don't need it. They're not in the market, or the market's not really <clears throat> keen on hearing someone with an amazing voice, an amazing talent, and just something they've never been blown away by and going, nah, I'm not interested. Now, the market is a selfish whore. The market is a selfish whore. And if you're good, the market will just gobble you up until it's done with you. But nevertheless, I think it was Jeff Bezos said that if you want to be a billionaire, solve, add value <clears throat> to a billion people's lives. That's it. I mean, and that's what Amazon has done. Love Amazon, hate Amazon. Amazon is a convenience company. Jeff Bezos built a, built a company that a billion people will be like, yeah, I'm going to use that. And look, and here's the deal. I don't care how much you, I, my wife and I own a mom and pop retail. We compete directly as a standalone, old school, brick and mortar. I mean, so freaking hard. My wife works herself to the bone competing with freaking Amazon. Okay. And all the people in the world can say, I love the mom and pop. I just love, I'm going to support the mom and pop. I'm going to buy local and all this stuff. But you know what? When you're as good as Amazon, that person that has all those principles, all those beliefs, they'll still support us. And they do because my wife will give them service that simply a, a, the, a company as big as Amazon just cannot do. Amazon's not going to literally deliver, the owner deliver your gift to your door and make sure that you get exactly what you want and exchange it right there at your front door and take it. You know, Amazon can't do that. That's the, the value of being a small, nimble organization. But nevertheless, people will support us. But they're also going to use Amazon because it's just so good. It's the, the market is a whore. And, and it's just, just the facts. The market is not in the – it doesn't make it a habit to turn away things that are really good. People are like, man, um, how do you not suffer from imposter syndrome? I was like, because I've done what I said I've done. And – the people who get up on stage and try and teach a class on shit they haven't done. It's like that, like you feel like an imposter when you're an imposter, like don't try and kill that voice, listen to that voice and get the evidence to make that voice shut the fuck up. Like if, like if I get on stage and I say, I can bench 315, is there like, do I feel like an imposter when I say that? No, I stay fact. But and presumably so if you're, if you're pioneering and breaking new ground, you know, you're, you just put the biggest investment that you sure. ever did into this new thing. Yeah. That is a new mm -hmm. level that you get to. Yeah. And that's one that's to do with finance, but there could be another one that's to do with capacity or competence. Sure. You could be sitting down in a room doing a deal which is time-bound. For the record, I'm never going to wear a tank top during an interview. Just want to get that out there. In a way that it's never been before or yeah. is in an industry only tangential to one that you've been in before. Yeah. Each time that you do something new, by definition, you're an imposter because you haven't done it before. Now, if you're teaching, that's different. But if you're entering, if you're growing sufficiently quickly, most of the time it's fresh snow. So I like this is a fat, a topic I love, but I think the difference between doing something new and being an imposter is one is pretending to be something that they're not. 
So like I made the biggest investment in school. I'm making a bet that I think communities are going to be huge. And I think that there's a ton of people who want to learn, you know, teach skills they have in communities, et cetera, and school.com can help. But like, it would only be an imposter if I said, this is like, I guarantee it, no matter what, this is going to be the biggest thing ever. And one of the big things that I repeat and from the marketing front, I say it all the time, I say, state the facts and tell the truth. Like the best marketing in the entire world is truth. Now, if the truth isn't compelling, it doesn't mean you lie. It means you change the world to make the facts compelling. As in, if I say, man, I want to be like, I, you see this one all the time. 18-year-olds uh, who are like, I want to be a motivational speaker, right? They say, okay, well, what are your facts? You've done nothing. Great. So they then lie so that they can try and claim success that they don't deserve. So I got to tell you something about this because I was in this position when I was really young. I was 35 years old and I decided I wanted to be a motivational speaker or just a speaker in general on entrepreneurship. And I bought my first company when I was 28 years old. <clears throat> and so I wrote a book, Push Play, Taking Your Life Off Pause. I guarantee you've never read it. No one did. And so... I was actually, I did have the privilege of being on the James Altucher podcast, and we were talking about something, and I took out one little snippet from my book. It wasn't meant to. It's just a story that happens to be in my book about how I bought my first company. I leveraged myself to the hilt, and it was some creative financing that was the only way I could buy the business because I had no money whenever I bought it, and James like was like, that's, that's a great story. I mean, I, he goes, that's amazing. I didn't even know you could do that, and... I can tell that story over and over with conviction. I can tell it quickly. I can make it funny because it really happened. I really did it. I know it front, back. I know I know that story. Where I veer off is, and in that book, is trying to take what I did and then try to make it sound like I did it because I knew all these other things. That's not the truth. And that's what we'll do is we'll get we'll think we're an expert at because we've accomplished one thing, we'll think we're an expert at all these other things. And because we were an ex expert at all these other things, we were able to do this one thing. You know what my expertise was in pulling off the purchase of that company? Was being young, naive, and probably a little arrogant. Okay, those are skills you don't get up and speak about. Here's how to be young, naive, and arrogant. Because that doesn't sell tickets. That doesn't make you a, a Tony Robbins neophyte. Instead, you say, you teach people how to, you know, create a blueprint for their life, and then here's the way you plan, and then here's how you execute, and boom, you too, at 28 years old, can own your own real estate company. That was all, that's all BS. And that's kind of the, the attitude as I get older, at this age, is like the real value I can add to you is, am I successful relative to what? I can tell you this, though, in full transparency, you will learn more from me by hearing all the stuff, hearing why I suck and the things I've done wrong and the things I've done to screw up, then you will do the things I've done right. Because if I tell you all the things I've done right and I act like I'm an expert on doing those things right, then you'll try to emulate those things. And then when they don't work, when you make mistakes like you naturally will, like we all will, then you're going to be like, oh God, I suck. I screw up because I did everything Jason said. Either he's a liar or I really suck and I'm out. I think where the real value comes is being completely honest and transparent and saying, this worked, but now let's reverse engineer it and figure out what I did right. I wasn't an expert at it. 
at 28 years old, I mean, that's still a baby. I was young. I didn't know anything. And God, I made every mistake that you can think of to get from 28 to where I am now. I love to tell people about, and that's as I mentor, I do a lot of mentoring now of young would-be entrepreneurs or, or leaders. And I find that the best way for me to overcome the imposter syndrome or whatever is to be fully honest and forthright about my mistakes, my screw-ups that turned out to be okay, how I recovered from those things and how not to do those things again. And so I just think it's it's, it's really important that we have a real understanding of our gifts, our talents, and you know whether you're successful or not, was it really because you just had all these skills lined up and then boom, executed? I wrote a book trying to make it look like that because I was probably a little bit delusional at the time thinking that, wow, that's why it worked. That's why I built a million dollar company before I was 30 is because I just, I had all these things figured out. That's a bunch of crap. That's a bunch of crap. I didn't. I just, I got lucky. Uh, Market forces covered up some of my mistakes. It was a combination of all of it. So anyway, back to the real expert, the guy that doesn't suck they can get authority that they can't back up and eventually are called out and are, are, are flattened. To be fair, they only impress people who don't know anything anyways. So if they're honest about it, they look at their fact sheet and say, what would, what would a motivational speaker have to have in order for them to have authority? And then that becomes your action list of what you need to do. And then once those facts are the truth, then you can state the facts and tell the truth. And then people will be like, wow, that's so motivational. But all you did was tell the truth. And so like, that is why I've so wholeheartedly rejected one, like you are worthy, you're not worthy. If you had it, then you wouldn't even need to say you were worthy because you'd already. Here's a great example of what he's talking about there too, about um, being able to teach what you've done or, or not. So I, I, I got really into understanding the mind and the brain, how the, how the mind works and neurochemistry and all these things. And I, and I wanted to teach some classes on this. I got really excited about it. And I still do. I, I like to teach about mindset and how to leverage your, your neurochemicals for flow. Think of the work of Stephen Kotler and, and, uh, the guys like that. Um, I really wanted to teach some of this, that stuff and the reticular activating system, which is where you essentially, your, your brain is constantly scanning and looking for clues around you to push the forefront on things that are important to you. And so I, I remember whenever I first started learning about these things, I started trying to go through all these, um, teach all, come up with all these lesson plans on the reticular activating system and, and metaphors and, and how to teach people to train their, their reticular activating system to keep an eye out and, and how they had to set these, you know, create your vision of what you really want and what the real goals are. And then your brain will naturally subconsciously start to try to look for clues to, to try to connect dots to make that come to pass. And then I go back to my, um, buying my, my first company. I had this great story of how it worked, okay? Because I, now that I knew the science behind it, I could look back and go, holy crap, I was listening to this old real estate tape that connected the dot to, to create the financing, financing structure that allowed me to buy this company with no money out of my own pocket. That's my reticular activating system at work. Okay, so I back then did not know anything about my reticular activating system. So to be able, so for the, 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 the phony thing to do would be to tell you, 
here's how I once used my reticular activating system. I lined out everything I wanted in my life as far as a business, where I want the business to be, how much I'm going to make, and blah, 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 blah. And then I unleashed my brain to start scanning and looking for the clues, and I picked up on it, and boom, here we go. It worked. No, that wasn't it. What I learned was here is an artifact of how that works. Now let me at least show you how this is. This, I, I've lived it. And so now I can tell the story with conviction and authenticity, not because I knew all about the reticular activating system and, and that sort of thing before, but instead, I, I it just, oh my gosh, it worked. And so then I look back and now I know the science. I can put those things together. So I can teach those things now with conviction and without being a fraud because I can tell you honestly, God, I was an idiot. I had no idea what I was doing, but oh my gosh, now that I do know, now I can look and see how the result, how that resulted. Now I can leverage it for a lot of different things I want to do when I'm trying to figure out how to buy a business, how to start a business. Now I can actually pay more attention to it and leverage it. I hope that makes sense. Already fucking have it. And if you were in like, I struggle with imposter syndrome. Why? You only struggle with imposter syndrome because you're fucking lying. Like, that's why you feel like an imposter. And now they're like, well, I didn't. The thing is, is you can fudge the truth. Like you can, you can not lie is very different than telling the truth. Like I can make something seem a certain way without deliberately breaking the law, but I'll know. And that's why you feel like an imposter because you fucking know. And there's the guy in the other room who's clearing his throat be like, that's not fucking true. And then that discord. But if you just say what you have done or you say what you are doing, I'm making this big investment. It's a big bet for me. The reason I'm making this bet is because I see this trend and I think it's a good idea. I could be fucking wrong, but I'm not gonna feel like an imposter because of it because that's the truth. Thinking about the community thing, I had a conversation a little while ago. I don't, I don't think that you're, that you're far off wrong, especially in an age of automation. All right, I'm going to cut it short right there because now they're going to talking about Alex's new business, which uh, is uh, school, which I think is like a it's kind of like a uh, crowdsourcing knowledge where you can go to to learn from a lot of different folks on different topics. So I'm sure it's amazing. But here here's the the main gist of this this whether I, I think I'm going to probably release this as a podcast as well as uh, on the YouTube channel is. Don't be afraid to admit you suck. And you're hearing from a guy right now admitting that I suck. I, again, I'm sitting here. I'm looking at my image on this, uh, on my on my screen, and I don't. It's it's okay, but it's not 4K. It should be better. I think I should have a better studio. I don't like the sound. I'm gonna go with, and I'm, what I'm gonna do too is I'm gonna take this video. I'm gonna put it into script, and I'm gonna try to edit it and make it sound good. I'll still think it sucks probably. And here's what I want you to do. If you've listened to this all the way to the end, and I hope you have, is I want you to please leave a comment on the YouTube channel, Jason, you suck, but I hope you don't one day, <laughs> okay? Or you can just leave it, if you just say, yeah, you're right, you suck, bring it. But I would be grateful if you just said, yep, you suck. But I would also, if you got, if you got it in you, bring some encouragement. Um, and, you know, connect with me. Go to jasonrightnow.com, jasonrightnow.com, Improve always and always.com and fill out the contact sheet and let me know what you're what you're working on. I want to pull for you. And uh, I hope you'll keep coming back. I do hope you'll click like or subscribe and stick with me on this journey. I mean, I'm six years in. This isn't just starting for me. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how to really make a go with this and give the market what it wants, give you what you want to where you will come back and go, you know what? I want to hear what Jason has to say. And hopefully. 
today, instead of me trying to act like I'm a badass and has it all figured out, instead saying, you know, look, I get it, I suck, but I'm trying to get better, that that will hopefully translate into some authenticity with you, and you will understand that, you know, the first step to being good, like Alex Ramosi said, first step is admitting you suck. That's the first step in not sucking. And like Zig Ziglar said, anything worth doing poorly, excuse me, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. So, but I'm going to do this and I want you to do this. And that is this very simple. Continue to improve always in all ways. Thank you for listening. I'm Jason and I'm out. <music>